What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Milari. So yesterday was the start of the Super Regional Round in the College Baseball Tournament Bracket. I unfortunately didn't get to record before then, but I will give you guys my predictions for each of those matchups, and then also talk about what happened last weekend in the Regional Round. So I'll start off with that. So I'll start with a recap of how Northeastern and BC performed in the regional round. Northeastern was in the Winston-Salem regional with Wake Forest, Maryland, and George Mason. As of BC, they were in the same regional as the University of Alabama. Then BC was the two seed. The three was Troy, and the fourth seed was Nichols. BC ends up losing in that regional, and so did Northeastern. They lost in the Winston-Salem regional. Unfortunately, both teams could not get out of there. It was obviously a tough Matchup there for Northeastern being in the same region as Wake Forest, the number one overall seed in the country. Northeastern struggled, losing 7-2 to Maryland and 11-2 against George Mason. So no regional wins still for Northeastern as a program, but what a season they had. They set a program record 44 wins. Obviously beat some really good teams during the year, including a sweep of Indiana State in a three-game series. And Team Indiana State that's still alive now. Obviously beat Maryland, beat BC, beat UConn, beat Duke. Northeastern beat a lot of good teams during the year, but unfortunately this season comes to an end. They battled with Maryland in the opening game last weekend. They had the game tied 2-2 after a Greg Boswell single in the fourth inning, but gave up four unanswered runs, or five unanswered runs, that is, there to the Maryland Terps. And unfortunately, that was too much for Northeastern to overcome. Nick LaRusso had a great game for Maryland. He dominated 3-4 of four at the plate with a triple, a home run, and a single. And if you look at it against George Mason, Northeastern yet again came back being down. They were down one nothing in this game, tied the game 1-1 in the third inning, but gave up 10 unanswered runs against George Mason. So the storyline of both games for Northeastern was being down in the game early, finding a way to tie it up, and then giving up a streak of unanswered runs and not being able to overcome that. Tough game for Northeastern against George Mason. Like I said, losing that game 11-2. Redshirt senior shortstop Spencer Smith, who is the defensive player of the year in the CAA, and rightfully so, one of the best shortstops I've ever seen in person. Great defensively, can turn a double play in a blink, makes diving plays, makes throws from the gap between shortstop and third base like it's effortless. Uh, he's a great player defensively. Played very well for Northeastern in the tournament. Hit a home run for the Huskies against George Mason. And then in the first game against Maryland, he was 2-4 for four in that game, adding in a single and a double as well. So he was 3-8 for eight overall with a single, a double, and a home run in the two games, getting his batting average up from 229 to 236 in those two games. He played very well for the Huskies. They also got home runs from Harrison Feinberg, a transfer from USC in that last game against George Mason, and also another home run as well from Alex Lane. That was all three runs the Huskies scored in that game, all of them coming from a long ball, a home run from Spencer Smith, then a home run from Alex Lane, then a home run from Harrison Feinberg. So tough game there for the Huskies, but very good season for them. They have nothing to be ashamed of. 44 wins was a program record. They shattered the home run record as well. Very good season there for Northeastern. And now they get to look forward to seeing Mike Sirota and Alex Lane play for Hyannis for the Hyannis Harbor Hawks in the Cape Cod Baseball League, which opens up today. So we'll see what happens in that league. I'll keep you guys posted on that for sure. As a BC, they lost game one to Troy, 11-10 last Friday night. Tough game there for BC. They were down 3-0 after the top of the first inning. And if you look at it, there's also a three-hour rain delay as well. So it was tough for BC to really find their footing uh, before the rain delay. Then they got to really sit down, relax for three hours due to rain delay. They had trouble fixing the field there and getting it back to playing form. So BC got a nice break, got to reset themselves, and 
Ended up benefiting BC at one point. Troy actually went cold in that game uh, after that at the plate. BC ended up coming back, finding a way to make it a game, thanks to Joe Vitrano, who was 2-5 for five in that game with two home runs in four RBIs. Uh, but was not enough there for BC, losing that game 11-10. to uh, It was obviously a heartbreaking loss. Then BC ended up going on to beat Nichols 14-6, to getting 16 hits from the offense. They also did get up 15 hits in that game, so 31 hits combined between BC and Nichols. Then BC got a rematch against Troy and was yet again another close game. BC winning that game 4-1. to And then BC ended up playing Alabama in the finals there. Ended up losing 8 to nothing, giving up four runs right away to start the game. And that was just too much there for the Huskies. One play to highlight, though, is Joe Vitrano. Had an unreal tournament. 2-5, for five, four RBIs and two home runs in game one. Then in game two, 4-5, for five, five RBIs, two home runs in an intentional walk. So in those first two games, he was combined 6 of 10 at the plate with nine RBIs and four home runs. Game three was 0-2 with two walks and an intentional walk. And then a game four was one for four. Very impressive tournament there for Joe Vitrano. And obviously it shows that a lot of teams feared him, especially with how many times he was walked intentionally. Two intentional walks there in game two and then in game three. So some surprises in the regionals overall. Duke taking down Coastal Carolina in the Conway Regional. That was surprising. Uh, even though I had Coastal Carolina losing to Duke anyways. I know a lot of people at Coastal Carolina winning that regional there. So impressive Duke was able to beat them 12-3 in the finals. Credit to MJ Metz, an infielder there for the Duke Blue Devils, a grad student, giving it his all. He's playing with the torn ACL and in their opening game against UNCW, had three home runs, including five RBIs. He was the three for five in that game with three home runs, which is very impressive. He's gone on to have such a great tournament. 10 for 22 overall, adding in four home runs, which is very impressive. He's doing this with the torn ACL, obviously giving Duke his all, and that's obviously huge for a team that... Found a way to beat Coastal Carolina, and now they're obviously now making a run in the Super Regionals, winning yesterday. So, very impressive by MJ Metz. Also, look out for their shortstop, Alex Mooney, 5-2 player that can do it all. Oregon taking down Vanderbilt. That was definitely surprising in the National Regional. Vanderbilt only beat Eastern Illinois. Very surprising seeing Vanderbilt go out that easy. Obviously, I had Vanderbilt making a run. Uh, obviously, tough to see there in my predictions, but at the end of the day, that's the part of podcasting. Sometimes you're going to get it right. Sometimes you're going to get it wrong. That's just how sports radio and sports podcasting goes. Oregon took down Oklahoma State in the Stillwater Regional. Very surprising there that Oklahoma State didn't even win a game. Not even one game won there for Oklahoma State. Obviously, things didn't work out there for them. TCU won the Fayetteville Regional, taking down Arkansas. Arkansas only won one game. Arkansas only won one game. That's probably the most surprising thing in the entire tournament so far. That Arkansas, a lot of people had winning this tournament, at least making it to the Final Four. Couldn't even win two games. They only won one game, Arkansas. One win total for Arkansas, which is very surprising. Uh, very good tournament so far for TCU. Outscoring opponents in that 5 regional. 44-13, which is very impressive. They scored 12-plus runs in all three games. Tennessee won the Clemson regional. Very impressive there. Clemson only won one game. I had Tennessee winning this regional anyways, but now everybody sees that Tennessee is very dangerous and it's probably the most dangerous two-seed overall in this tournament. A surprising game was Penn beating Auburn in the opening game of the tournament there in the Auburn Regional. Very surprising. And then Auburn went down 7-2 to Southern Miss. Auburn not making it out of their own regional. And then Texas took down Miami in the Coral Gables Regional. Miami yet again another one seed falling early. Some non-surprises in the first round of the tournament in the regionals. Wake Forest dominated in the Winston-Salem Regional. Outscoring opponents 48-7 in two games versus George Mason. And in one game versus Maryland in those three games. Outscoring both of those teams in those three matches 48-7. Obviously now everybody sees as such a powerhouse. And I don't think anybody didn't 
really think they're powerless. I think everybody thought they're powerless. No one really questioned their ability. But now you see that this team is very capable of winning the tournament overall. LSU dominated, winning three of three games in the Baton Rouge Regional. Not really much of a surprise there. Florida lost to Texas Tech in the second game of the Gainesville Regional and then won three straight games to win the Regional, including two straight wins against Texas Tech in the finals. And then Kentucky, yet again, another non-surprise here. Won the Lexington Regional, losing just one game to Indiana and dominating scoring 37 runs and only giving up 13 runs there in those games in the Lexington Regional. So now I'm going to give you guys a super regional matchups. You have number 15 team in the country, South Carolina, going up against the number two team, Florida. Florida's now up one to nothing on South Carolina overall in the series. I have Florida winning this series in two games. I would have Florida winning in two in anyways. Uh, Duke versus the number 17 in the country, Virginia. Duke got a win yesterday. Duke is now up one to nothing in the series. I would have had Duke winning the series in three games. I'm going to stay with that. Or Roberts is down 1-0 in the series. Uh, they are going up against the team in Oregon. Uh, Oregon, 40-20 overall on the year, 49-11 for Oral Roberts as their record. Oregon up 1-0. They were down 8 to nothing yesterday to Oral Roberts uh, in the third inning. Oral Roberts scored eight runs there. We're up 8 to nothing. And then Oregon, the Ducks scored nine straight runs and won the game on a walk-off. I had Oral Roberts winning this series in three games. I'm going to stay with that, even though things look tough there. Obviously, now the momentum has flipped. After you're up 8-0 and lose giving up nine straight runs and losing a walk-off. You're probably not going to come back and respond with the win, but I'll stay with Oral Roberts winning in three games there. Next up is Indiana State, the number 14 team in the country, facing TCU. Indiana State, 45-15 overall. TCU, 40-22. TCU is up one to nothing in the series. I have TCU winning the series in two games. Next up, for games that start today, we have the number 16 team in the country, Alabama, who's Great on the year, 43-19 and 19 overall. Versus number one team in the country, Wake Forest, 15-10 overall. I think Wake Forest wins this series, but I think it's going to be close when I have Wake Forest winning in three games. Then you have Texas, the 41-20 and 20 team, facing the number eight team in the country, Stanford, who's 42-17 and 17 overall on the year. I have Stanford winning this series in three games. Then we have the number 12 team in the country, Kentucky, facing the number five team in the country, LSU. LSU 46-15 overall, Kentucky 40-19. I have LSU winning the series in two games. I think their offense is too good, and obviously look at how they can score runs, whether it's Tommy White, whether it's Dylan Cruz. They find ways to score runs and win games. I think they win this series in two games. And then we have Tennessee facing off against Southern Mississippi. Tennessee 41-19 overall, Southern Miss 45-18 overall. I have Tennessee winning this series in two games. So for this Super Regional round, it is a best two of three series. So you have to win two games, and then you advance to the College World Series where it's two brackets, a 14 pod and a 14 pod, uh, to figure out who will go on to the finals. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, obviously, things didn't really work out so far in my predictions. I had Vanderbilt winning uh, the tournament overall, and obviously that has come up short, unfortunately. But I did have LSU facing off against them in the finals, and LSU is still alive. One team that I was sad about losing was NC State, a very good team. They found a way to win game one against Campbell last Friday, and then things just went downhill there for NC State. But a very good team, and obviously they show they are capable of competing, but it was too much for them. Obviously, South Carolina wins that regional. NC State won that first game 5-1 to against Campbell last Friday. Then faced off against South Carolina, losing that game 6-3, to and then lost to Campbell 11-1 to in an elimination game. Uh, South Carolina ends up winning that tournament 16-7 to over Campbell in the finals. So we'll see what happens in the College World Series. As of now, my predictions are who's going to go to the College World Series. I have Wake Forest in Stanford. I have LSU in Tennessee. I have TCU and 
Oral Roberts, I have Duke, and I have Florida. And then overall there, I'm going to go with Wake Forest uh, versus LSU being the final game in one of the College World Series brackets of LSU winning that. And then another one, I'll have Florida going up against TCU. I'll have Florida winning that. So in my finals, it is Florida versus uh, LSU right now, and I'll take LSU winning. So that's my updated bracket. We'll see what happens. Obviously, things didn't work out for two of my teams I had going all the way to the College World Series. NC State didn't work out, and obviously Vanderbilt didn't work out. I had both those teams facing off at one point in the College World Series uh, finals in one of those two brackets, since it is dumb elimination once you get to the College World Series. Uh, but things didn't work out, obviously, for those teams, unfortunately. Uh, but I'll keep you guys updated on some games and how things are going. Uh, so it'll be the College World Series next Friday and Saturday, so the 16th and 17th of June. With those games being played in Omaha, Nebraska, obviously everybody always talks about the road to Omaha, and here we are. Uh, and so a big weekend here to determine who's going to be playing in Omaha next weekend in the College World Series. So we'll see what happens. Anyways, that is it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it, and hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you. Take it easy. Stay safe and stay well.